The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Passion, a show all about love, sex, and relationships. I'm Paris Mansouri. I'm sitting in for Dr. Lori, who is on a well-deserved vacation. She's off in Europe. You can follow her on Instagram and on Twitter at Dr. Lori Batito, and you can, and also on Facebook, and you can see all the amazing pictures she's posting of her trip in Europe. Uh, I'm going to be keeping her chair warm while she's away. I always mention as like a little disclaimer for myself before uh, I begin this show. I'm not a doctor like Dr. Lori. I'm a broadcaster. I produce for her on the uh, on her program. And when she is away, I always make sure to bring in the experts to share their knowledge, their expertise, and still get all your questions answered. So tonight we are talking about the latest technologies that have to do with sexuality, relationships, and dating. The show is dedicated to educating all of us on the latest. So we brought in Dr. Jason Behrman, president of Queer Tech Montreal. No, no. VP of Marketing and Com. I did not know that. I didn't oh, get the update. Lori didn't update you. Okay. No, I didn't get the memo. Mm-hmm. So what do you do now? Well, I, I'm VP of Marketing and Com, and actually uh, tomorrow will be my last day in that position. I'm going ah. to uh, yeah resign. I've been doing it for uh, nearly uh, three years, and uh, I'm going going to pass the torch to someone else. Wonderful. Yeah. Can we share what's coming up next or not yet? Um, well, that that's it's an all for profit, and uh, I was doing that uh, as it's an unpaid volunteer position. So, I didn't know this. Yeah, so um, yeah, I think I'm going to be focusing more on the artificial intelligence ethics community here in Montreal and doing more work uh, there as a, a philanthropic pursuit. Let's say. Wow. Mm-hmm. So lots of memos being given, lots of learning to do tonight, including the updates on what you're up to. So uh, Dr. Behrman is here to share his insight and also to answer your questions if you have any. Um, we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence and fake porn. Yes. And giving it context. If you have not been updated on this topic, it's quite fascinating and it's going to be affecting all of us. Mm -hmm. It's not affecting us already. Mm -hmm. It will be shortly. And we're going to talk about apps that are going to help you if you're going through a breakup. And we're going to talk about something that's happening in Montreal next week. It's about digital creative tools that make it easy to share your kink. There's a film festival. There's a great film festival. This will be my third time attending it. And I recommend it to everyone. And it's called uh, the Hump Film Festival. And it's by Dan (laughs) Savage. And we're going to learn more about that coming up later in the show. Uh, But first, we are going to talk about how uh, actors on the silver screen can protect us from artificial intelligence fake porn. That is a mouthful. Yeah. Can you give us a bit of background on this? Yeah. So I I, uh, uh, broached this topic uh, on Passion uh, almost a year ago, and it was quite a sensational topic. I I wrote an op-ed in the the Montreal Gazette, and I was interviewed on CTV about it. So when it first broke, um, there's new technology that is now readily available online. Um, It's powered by artificial intelligence that makes it really easy and very uh, with virtually no cost for you to synthesize video and audio with ease. And um, this technology really came into 
the limelight when some people, kind of out of a, a joke, started making uh, synthesized pornographic videos of prominent female actors, um, such as uh, Gal Gadot, uh, Wonder Woman. So uh, her video kind of went viral and people started to pick up on this and it raised a lot of questions of, oh my gosh, we're living in an era where somebody can take snippets of video or audio and, and just digital pictures of your face, which quite often are readily available online on social media, and you could superimpose that, your face, and even elements of your body now onto the body of another person uh, in, in a film and uh, make a pretty realistic looking fake absolutely and, and, and if I could just tack on to this this is one of the reasons I've so often mentioned on air on different programs that I've been a part of here that when you share children your children's picture online mm -hmm. the same thing can happen yes like people don't realize what's out there and and because so many of us live in a honestly in a, in a good place and I'm, I'm not saying there's all these big bad monsters everywhere but there are and most of us aren't touched by it or just hear about it on the news so we think we're safe posting these pictures and posting our lives online mm -hmm. as adults we can make those decisions for ourselves but mm -hmm. we don't realize that when we are posting pictures of minors mm -hmm. we're robbing them of the opportunity to make that decision for themselves and there are uh, there are people out there who are taking pictures, these pictures of children and doing terrible things with them. And what you're bringing up, I think, is the next level. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it started. This it, this is what what started to garner a lot of recognition or, or awareness in the public. And uh, subsequent videos that got a lot of attention on YouTube and elsewhere were synthesized videos of prominent people, actors, uh, politicians, namely Barack Obama and uh, Donald Trump, uh, endorsing products or saying silly things or sometimes uh, pretty flagrant things that uh, many people it made people a little anxious because it it opened up this Pandora's box where we. Really Realize that somebody can disseminate on social media a synthesized video of some prominent politician or whatnot declaring war on a group of people or another country. And I don't know, with uh, today's world, uh, people do not have the best critical thinking skills, I guess you could say. Like many studies and observations show that, especially with um, content, quite often a lot of crap content, I must say, on social media. So it raised a lot of alarm bells uh, whether or not our population is um, aware enough to understand that just because somebody produces or distributes some kind of salacious video doesn't necessarily mean it's it's true at all and with artificial intelligence technology today it's getting harder and harder for you to discern what is real from what is completely synthesized and it raises a lot of concerns of how people can use this technology to shame you publicly or blackmail you or just put you in a really un uncomfortable spot and so it's interesting because um, on a previous episode on passion we were discussing with Lori um, any kind of like regulations or laws to protect you from this type of new form of digital harassment um, and, and public shaming on social media with these uh, synthetic videos. And it turns out that like this technology is so new, this phenomenon is so new, we don't really have any distinct protections. But now action is being taken. And so I would like to talk about that. And so uh, it's interesting that since uh, the the technology itself focused on prominent actors. Now the Screen Guild um, 
sorry, the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists are now taking a stand and they're moving forward and supporting uh, senators that are trying to advance legislation to specifically protect not only actors, but everyone against this form of digital harassment. I want to discuss with you what the next steps are. I want to discuss with you how people can learn more about this because it's not a topic of conversation. First of all, sexuality and these kind of topics and pornography Mm -hmm. is not everyday conversation. Mm -hmm. So to have an expert like you in studio who can kind of explain to us the technology behind it and how it works and what the next steps are and what we could watch out for. We're going to find out more with Dr. Jason Behrman. You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m. talking love, sex, and relationships. To the person who just texted asking who's leaving, no one's leaving. Dr. Lori's just on vacation. My name is Paris Mansory. I am filling in for her. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to continue talking about artificial intelligence in fake porn. This is Passion on CJAD 800. Welcome back to Passion. Dr. Lori's away. My name is Paris Mansuri. I'm sitting in for her. Tonight we're talking about the latest technologies that have to do with sexuality, relationships, and dating in studio. With me is Dr. Jason Behrman. He's the VP of Marketing and Communication at Queer Tech Montreal. You can connect with him on LinkedIn at Jason Behrman, PhD. We've been talking about artificial intelligence and fake porn, and it's a topic that we've discussed before on the program, not with me, but with Dr. Lori. And by the way, if you're just joining us, Dr. Lori is away on vacation. She's going to be back. Uh, I'm filling in for her again next week. Monday and Tuesday, we're going to have replays. I'll be in with you guys on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and the following week, Dr. Lori will be back. Um, so we were talking about how actors um, on the silver screen can protect us from artificial intelligence and fake porn. And you gave us the background mm-hmm. on how... Um, how readily know. available this technology is, how it could be uh, quite convincing. and How easy it, it, it is it, to acquire. How easy for you to acquire. You do not have to be some kind of tech wizard. Or if you want to have a pretty convincing, high-quality synthetic video generated of people doing or saying pretty much anything, I don't think it would be hard for you to find those services online. And I don't think they would be prohibitively expensive whatsoever. We have somebody who texted in and it kind of ties into the question of how can you tell, you know, what if what you're seeing is fake or real. So the texter says I've noticed on my Vitster website is full of videos uh, showing famous males engaging in gay sex. At first, I was more in shock a particular star was gay, but now I have to doubt what I am seeing. We are headed down a very dark path. So that begs the question, how can you know? I mean, fake news, you can kind of Google a few articles, try to find some sources mm-hmm. and, and see or maybe find some images. But how can you tell if a video is fake? Well, you would use the same techniques, which is usually described as lateral reading. So trying to find uh, multiple sources that uh, confirm or also, uh, yeah, I guess you could say that that, that confirm uh, the video. But um, that, that, that's helpful in cases of, you know, uh, some scandalous celebrity video, because that would actually be newsworthy. But if it happens to you and you're just, you know, regular citizen and somebody made some kind of scandalous video of you to shame you at work or something like that, how would you be able to prove your innocence and that you never did it? You see, you're really stuck between a rock and a hard place here. There aren't that many options because on one side, you don't have many laws to protect you or for you to, you know, build a case and take someone to court, even if you knew who did it. 
Um, and then on the other side, it's like, it's, it's, it's not really, uh, easy for you to disprove this, this video. So it is a big problem now. But anyways, on previous episodes of Passion, I was talking about the lack of regulations. This is changing. And there is a really good article that was published on, uh, the website, The Wrap, which is for, um, actors and film star, uh, TV stars. And, um, it's by David White, who is the Na- uh, national executive director and chief negotiator of the Screen Actors Guild of, uh, and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. So the main body that represents, um, these professionals. And, uh, he wrote a great article describing how he's advancing legislation with a, a senator in California, Senator Connie Leva. And um, he framed the whole problem with this technology in terms of consent. And, you know, it kind of makes sense because, mm-hmm. um, you know, film, the film industry has really set a precedence, um, especially in terms of uh, the lack of consent and how this can harm actors and how they need more regulations, as we all, all know with the whole Me Too um, phenomenon. What and do you so- mean by lack of consent? We're ta- if you're just joining us, we're talking uh, to Dr. Jason Behrman. We're discussing artificial intelligence, uh, fake porn, and how artificial intelligence is basically digitizing fake content. Whether it's porn or not, your image can be used in creating video without your consent and, and putting you in circumstances that you've not only never been in, but didn't approve of and could be highly embarrassing. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about in terms of consent. And there has been a uh, precedent set in the film industry before because, um, uh, it is known that some actors have raised complaints where they uh, performed in, in a film and then afterwards the director did editing, not to their knowledge, and just uh, used a stunt double or some kind of other kinds of special effects that made that actor look like they were in some kind of steamy sex scene or something like that. And they did not consent to having themselves falsely depicted in that kind of way. You know, because you, you could do that with like a double or, or with special effects. And so uh, this is a problem that they've dealt with before in film. Uh, but now with deep fakes, it's like a whole other level because you actually don't you, you don't actually have to have an actor or anyone. You could just use digital content, mash it together using uh, AI uh, technology and make it look real. And you could disseminate it online uh, with ease uh, and it doesn't require much money. So it's ah, it's it's terrible. <laughs> are there what are not are there recourses, but what are the current recourses? What happens if you I mean, when you have an image that's shared online, I mean, we all know once the image is online, it's online. It's not going it's not going to be de- deleted forever anymore. Mm. So if you have a compromising image of yourself, getting rid of it completely, even if you get rid of it as a source, somebody screenshotted it somewhere. Exactly. Um, this was a topic that we broached on a past episode on uh, Passion uh, Us Together. Yes, you absolutely. Know, we were talking about uh, how you could preemptively uh, upload your uh, photos that you think might be compromising that you to- don't want other people to see to Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. And then <laughs> Facebook will make it impossible for that image to be shared on their platform specifically. But how okay. it gets shared elsewhere. Mm. See, I think the, the our texter earlier he said we are headed down a very dark path. I mean, mm-hmm. are we not on that dark path already? With- well, we need to change course, and this is why uh, it's interesting that the this this union representing actors is coming forward, and uh, this person, uh, D- David White, he makes it quite explicit in his article that he wrote on the rap um, that yeah. We're framing this from a film perspective, but this is a problem that is relevant to anyone. And uh, yeah, that's definitely the situation at hand. So then what's so. the next step? 
How? So what? what is the next step? Um, so there's a California state senator, Connie Leva, is working with the Screen Actors Guild, and um, they're introducing legislation that's moving forward. They're really pushing this forward, maybe to even um, like the national level in the United States, that would empower individuals to sue anyone who creates or distributes digitally produced sexually explicit performances without their consent. So until then, I mean, this is the law that perhaps is going to come, you know, into effect in the United and before it even comes to law we all know the long process it has to go through but until then w- how do you m- mitigate you know a situation like this how do you handle it what happens if if you are a victim well if you are an actor you can um you could uh, file laws related to uh, publicity laws so a professional performer may be able to claim that a non-consensual sexually explicit depiction is really an unauthorized digital performance this is quoting from the article but what do you do if you're not a professional That's and you're not what I was famous say. well you don't have many options you know so you're going to have to find some other kind of legal tool to protect yourself so usually along the lines of defamation wow Mm. but to win a defamation lawsuit the article quotes um the um you have to be uh it's a depiction is uh, is presented as true and causes harm to your reputation so in defamation you try to hawk something off as real and hurtful or shameful about you but it's it's actually not but with these videos um Many of them, like the the content creators, are not trying to pretend that they're real at all. Like they're just saying, like, "Oh, I'm using this as like a creative project, or I'm doing this as like you know, like a little to get a chuckle out of people." So it's not necessarily defamation. Or if you make a defamation claim, you could see how the waters can be muddied here with this kind of um, excuse saying that it's like, "Oh, well, I wasn't aiming to really defame you or to deceive other people." Uh, by making them really think that this was a real video of, you know, Martha Stewart getting down dirty. <laughs> you know, we're talking about this as the reality and it's and and we're talking about the ramifications and the resources that are at hand to help us if we are a victim of something. And I say resources very lightly because clearly there are none. The laws are not updated. We're not protected at that. No. So literally we're at the mercy of another individual wanting to harm us is that the reality right now and is the only protection we have not exposing ourselves online well i don't think that's really possible especially today i mean if you want to have a professional life um and if you want to be connected with people in today's day and age um it's it's very hard for you to be that kind of luddite Uh, you you really just isolate yourself in this world it's kind of equivalent to living without a credit card sure you could go throughout your life uh, paying cash all the time but you're really at a disadvantage so basically you need to educate yourself you need Mm -hmm. to be cautious you need to be you know you need to understand that if you're posting pictures of yourself of your children online there are ramifications you should be mindful for what you're sharing how much you're sharing and the context in which you're sharing i find that is too uh, draconian and i prefer for people to really focus on improving their critical thinking skills so if they see any kind of salacious a kind of out of the ordinary kind of content online on social media your default setting should be oh yeah prove it And, you know, you should uh, take the responsibility to dig deeper, be critical and think a little bit before you either click on it, share it, like it, comment on it. And definitely before you believe that it's true. 
Absolutely. No. When you're seeing content, I, I was speaking more on the terms of when you're victimized or if you are a victim of, of something like that. Well, with these new laws that are being pushed forward, um, they were worded in a very smart way. So it will be able to cover uh, not just actors, but any kind of potential victim. So just like you and me would be protected under these laws if we're American. and Which um, we're not. Which we're not. But I'm sure <laughs> Canada will follow suit and the European Union as well. And so um, the, the legislation really focuses on consent as well. And that's the crux of the legislation. It's like, I did not consent to this. You harmed me. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Welcome back to Passion, a show all about love, sex, and relationships. Dr. Lori is away for the next few days. She is on vacation in Europe. You can join her on her adventures on her Twitter, Facebook, and Insta, yeah, an Instagram account at Dr. Lori Batito. You can go say hi to her. <laughs> I'm going to be keeping her chair warm while she's away. My name is Paris Mansuri. I produce some of her programs for her. And when she's away, I fill in. I like to remind everyone that I'm not a doctor. I'm a broadcaster. So when she's away, I bring in the experts who are here to share their knowledge, expertise, answer a few questions if you have any. 514-800 if you want to text. 514-790-0800 if you want to call in. And the next topic is one that I'm hoping everyone's going to engage in because likely most of us have gone through breakups in our life. Everyone's been there, Paris. Either you've had a terrible <laughs> breakup or you've been the friend on the like the receiving end, you I know, have... and and you've been the shoulder that others have cried upon, you know, to help them get through it. Absolutely. So if you've gone through a breakup or have helped someone go through a breakup, what has been the best way for you to deal with it? Text us at 514-800. Um Dr. Jason Behrman is going to share with us some apps. Yeah, so there's new apps that are available uh, that you could usually purchase for a subscription that have come out, and they're they're gaining a, a appreciable amount of recognition. But before I describe them, I just want to make it blatantly clear to all listeners that um, apps and these kind of technologies, they're not a replacement for a therapist or a counselor. Um, if you're having a lot of difficulties with a heartbreak and it's lasting for a long time and it's becoming debilitating, go see a real professional. These apps are more like um, a digital life coach that kind of help you through. And so um, they do use techniques that are quite common in therapy and counseling, namely um, encouraging you to do self-reflection and to journal your thoughts and uh, to describe your emotions in words and how you're feeling and to self-reflect quite a bit. And they also provide um, peer support uh, that's quite often common in many forms of therapy, whether it's like Alcoholics Anonymous or something. If you're going through tough times, if you do it with somebody else who is empathetic to your situation, you're more likely likely to get over the problem faster. And uh, yeah, that's great. And um, they have a lot of questions that make you focus on on yourself, not on your ex, you know, so <laughs> for you to think about, okay, uh, where you could strengthen uh, uh, your yourself and your love life, not, um, you know, bashing the ex that you despise or feel so sad about. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But oh you know God. what? Wallowing in sadness, I feel like isn't 
such a bad thing. You you kind of have to go through that miserable portion to get out. Of course, it's grieving. You have to. You have to grieve grieving. The loss. Yeah. If you have um, a method by which you swear or ways that you've healed through a breakup, let us know. Text us at 514-800. We have Dr. Jason Behrman in studio with us, by the way. He's a VP of Marketing and Communication at QueerTech, and uh, he is on with Dr. Lori every single month talking technology in the world of love, sex, and relationships. So we're talking about apps right now, Mm -hmm. and um, basically self-care apps for breakups. Yeah. And so I just want to continue with the warning is like, this is definitely not therapy because it's very one dimensional as they describe it. So you're pretty much having a, a, a conversation or a journey with yourself and not with like a counselor that could help guide you, you right. know, and also put things into perspective. Sometimes right. you need that uh, outsider to help guide you. But anyway, so one of these apps is called uh, Mend and it's by CEO and founder um, Ella Huerta. And the New York Times describes it as a personal trainer for heartbreak. And so it guides you through your breakup day by day. And uh, it's something that you could turn on. You could turn to your phone and every day uh, take a step towards uh, uh, mending your broken heart. And so every day you're supposed to check in to the app and you could listen to a short audio training that will help you with your breakup and you complete a guided journal, um, guided journaling activity. And um, it gives you 24 seven access to um, other people that can give you advice or you could read stories and see interviews of other people that are going through heartbreak. So you're never really alone. You aren't. And actually, uh, I have a segment with John Paul on Friday nights where I share the apps of the week. And a couple of weeks ago, I actually talked about this app and when i mention apps it's apps that i've tried for a little uh, uh, at least you know four to six period time uh, or four to six week time period Mm -hmm. and this app i actually i wasn't going through a breakup but i kind of went through the motions of it and each week they're going to give you a theme to focus on yeah so it kind of helps you through the process it doesn't replace therapy i think that it is a nice supplement to it yes as well. And if, like you said, off air talking about, or actually I think you said it on air about drinking, <laughs> spilling tears in the glass of wine. wine yeah. yeah. Instead of just going through friends, sometimes it does help to become self-reliant yes. and to do the work ourselves. Well, the CEO who developed this app, she actually said that she was going through a breakup at one time and she was seeing a therapist. And she said that she likes the app to help her go through periods um, between the weekly sessions with the therapist because as she's described describes that heartbreak is 24-7. Like, it doesn't go away. So doesn't. even though I'm, I'm no longer with a therapist, sometimes I need to check in or I need some kind of release or I need to, you know, find a structured way to reflect on how I'm feeling. And so she felt that the app was particularly good in situations like that. I love that you said reflect on the feeling. It actually, were, uh, you know, resonates some uh, a text that somebody just sent in. They said, I once asked a friend how he survives a divorce and he answered what makes you think I survived yeah unfortunately now I completely understand and it's true because if mm-hmm. you're not dealing with those feelings yes and acknowledging what they are and just being sad and getting angrier and angrier in a situation especially when we're telling a story over and over again to friends mm-hmm. we're just repeating it and our friends will definitely want to be supportive will want to be kind but they may not have the they may not they often do not have the same resources and knowledge as a, a skilled therapist would. And, and there's compassion fatigue. Let's let's admit it. We get fed up when uh, we have to deal with our friend's problem, especially if it's a recurrent problem where they, they, they don't get their relationships in, in order and it's just like this endless cycle of like heartbreak and, and abusive relationships. So you, 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 st- you get compassion fatigue and, you know, you, you're a friend. You're not 
your friend's therapist. Absolutely. And so you have to keep those boundaries. But with these apps, it helps you have an alternative. Somebody just texted saying, how I got through my breakup was investing time on myself. Mm -hmm. I focused on bettering myself. I hit the gym, ate more healthy, educated myself on many subjects, found new fields of interest, spent time with friends. Long story short, time invested on yourself will never betray you. And that's so true. Um, Dr. Berman, can you mention the name of the apps again? So the first one that we're talking about is Mend, but it's interesting. The second one I want to talk about is called Rx Breakup, which is the symbol for prescription. So prescription breakup. And that's interesting. Interesting because what that texture just described in RX breakup, they have one section that is focusing on called replacements. So how to fill your time with positive activities like going to the gym or doing something else uh, to fill up that time that you used to spend with your ex-partner. Do we have more on that? Are you going to elaborate on that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I okay. could talk about this at Wonderful. length. So we're, with... we're, we're talking about apps that are going to help you with a breakup. And we still are going to talk about digital uh, creative tools that are going to make it easy for you to share your kink. There's a film festival about that here in Montreal next week. Dr. Behrman is going to tell us all about it. So stay tuned. You're listening to Passion. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Welcome back to the program. Uh, Dr. Lori's away on vacation. This is Passion. We're talking about love, sex, and relationships. We've spent the hour with Dr. Jason Behrman, uh, VP of Marketing and Communication from Queertech Montreal. And he's been bringing us up to date on the latest with technology. We've been talking about breakups, how to deal with them, and the apps that can help you. We have uh, a text from Michael in Pancour. He says, I was married for seven years to someone I thought was my soulmate. She eventually told me she never really loved me. I came close to ending my life twice. It's been almost five years. I'm so sorry to hear that you went through that, Michael. Um, Again, these apps are not meant to replace the help that you should be getting in these situations. Absolutely. So in in a case like that, this is actually, uh, this is obviously quite, quite traumatic for this individual, especially if they're dealing with these strong emotions for several years later. An app will not solve this problem. Okay. A professional can definitely, I'm very confident, help you through that process. Okay. So these two apps, can you mention them again and who they can help? And then we're going to talk about the digital creative tools that make it easy for us to share our kink. We're going to lighten the mood up. Okay. So there's Mend by uh, Ella Huerta. And then there is RX Breakup. And it's RX is like the symbol for prescription. And that is by uh, Janine Lobel and Jane Reardon. And I must say, the apps are very oriented towards a female audience, a female market. I haven't really seen much that uh, was more oriented towards men. Okay. So just saying that. So, okay. Like all the branding and marketing. If you're a guy, and you, yeah, I'm sure you could use these uh, apps and uh, get some kind of relief and assistance. So don't be dissuaded by uh, the the marketing or the branding that's heavily oriented towards women. It, it, I, I think it will be equally beneficial to both genders. Wonderful. Okay. And genders in between. Absolutely. So we are going to now talk about the digital creative tools that are going to make it easy for us to share our kink. What is that exactly? Oh, my gosh. Whenever a new technology comes out, it only takes a a blink of an eye before people start doing racy things with it. So like as soon as the camera was first invented, you know, in the Victorian era, one of the first (laughs) images that was ever taken were nudes and, and pornography. So um, this has always been the case with uh, human beings. But today, it's getting really, really cool because um, 
recording equipment like cameras and microphones are very good quality now and very cheap. And um, also software for you to edit uh, video and audio now, um, just like basic um, applications you have on, on your, your MacBook, for example, like iMovie, you could do some really cool stuff. And now with uh, the new age of smartphones, the quality of the audio and the video you can get on just like a, a regular phone is pretty appreciable now. And this enables people to take some pretty high quality, cool videos of whatever it is. And, well, yeah, so of course, like I said, whenever there's a new technology, people do racy things with it. Yeah, so now there's actually a film festival. It's called the Hump Film Festival, Hump with an exclamation point, and it's made by world-renowned uh, sex educator Dan Savage. So he produces this. There's a, an international tour, and it's happening in Montreal next Thursday um, on uh, May 23rd. I've been to two of the past uh, festivals, and I thought it was so entertaining and so much fun i love it it's at cinema de l'amour you know the 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 racy um uh, triple x uh cinema is one of the few that are still in business where is on it? saint laurent street um, okay. near duluth i believe and so it's it's a place where it's like a, a an old theater that now is a place where you could go and watch adult films and they have a, a second floor where couples can get it on and do stuff. Really? So, yeah, it's usually considered to be a little bit of like the darker side of Montreal, but uh, once a year they have this film festival there and you will get a whole bunch of fun, cool, regular people that will go and watch clips of um like amateur kind of porn, I guess you could say together. And there's, it's, it's always sold out. So you're in a, in a theater with hundreds of people and it's like loud and like clapping and laughing and you get to see so many. Oh my gosh. Obtuse, funny, weird, shocking, a bizarre and diverse kind of kinky films that people have submitted, you know, through email. And like a lot of them are just taken with an iPhone. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and where can people get more information about this again? Oh, if you just do hump with an exclamation point film festival and Dan Savage, it, it will pop up. And so they say um, the hump film festival has been bringing audiences a new kind of porn since 2005. The festival features short, dirty movies, each less than five minutes, all created by people who aren't porn stars but want to be one for a weekend. <laughs> Our carefully curated program is a cornucopia of body types, shapes, ages, colors, sexualities, genders kinks and fetishes all united by a shared spirit of sex positivity hump's main mission is to change the way um we see and uh makes and share porn wow okay that and it seems very inclusive from that language it is very inclusive i'm like i'm a super open-minded inclusive like lgbtq member of the community and all stuff like that and there was things that i saw at Hump Film Festival was like stuff that I would never, I, I never saw before. And I like, I personally would never search for it because that's just like not my orientation or my interest. And so um, it's, it's a film festival where you're watching adult films, but it's not like necessarily for you to really get off. It's, it's, it's entertaining, funny, um, an, an unusual environment, like to, to watch something that you usually watch in privacy, but in a room with, a couple hundred people it just totally changes the dynamic and the videos that people submit some of them are pretty creative some of them are like song and dance routines <laughs> others had like puppets in it uh 
Um, weird retro 60s strangeness. I feel like with with um, events like this, it is thought out. It is creative. It is not meant to just be kinky. It's meant to be entertaining. To and, disarm as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And to engage and to educate. And for you to see things that you not would never see normally. So um, like... Uh, uh, mature people, like people over the age of 60, talking about their relationships. Like they had one that was really touching about a, a woman who was uh, just diagnosed with breast cancer because she was later in her age, but then she was in this polyamorous relationship with two other guys, and they were describing that dynamic. So it was like, wow, cool. <laughs> if you want to learn more, what's it called again? Hump Film Festival. Hump with an exclamation point. Thank you so much, Dr. Jason Berriman, uh, VP of Marketing and Communication from Queer Tech Montreal. You can connect with him on LinkedIn at Dr. Jason Behrman. PhD. Thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. So much fun, Paris. Thank you. Um, That's it for me. We're going to be back tomorrow night with the Boys Club. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Those of you who texted, thank you for sharing your stories. I want to thank Elizabeth Delgales for getting the show to air. And if you guys want to connect, it's at Paris Mansuri on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow night. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to fill your life with passion.